The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Thursday, man, we got to wait two more days. We got to wait two more days. Man, it's just Thursday. It is November the 4th. It is six minutes past the top of the hour. It is a great day to have a great day. It is the best day of the week. And Ben McKee is in the building in the low T center studio. Ben, good morning. Good morning. Shout out to Buckhorn Baseball. Been a, been a good couple of days for us. Had to had to represent my squad this morning. Shout out to Buckhorn Baseball. Go Bucks. Fear the deer. What is that? What is it? What what is that? What are you doing? My hand signal. That's what y'all do? Yeah. Fear the deer. Oh. Particularly on the baseball diamond. Have you ever seen a, a player reach second or third base after a double or a triple or even a home run? And the, and every team has their little hand signs that they do. Yeah, I saw. I saw. The, I saw the Braves. The, Bra- the Braves thing was chop, chop, chopping up, chop, chopping chop, a chop, sword, chop. swinging a, a sword. I saw them chopping it up. Our, our thing, since we were the Bucks, the mighty Bucks, fear the deer, deer antlers, baby. The 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 Texas Rangers did it several years ago when when they were in the World Series, I, and that was when I was playing. So that we kind of picked up on it, rolled with it. Do 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 do, do, do the sign again. My antlers, baby. Fear the deer. So y'all basically, y'all basically look like Rocky and Bowwinkle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the real D from the 423. Ben is the 40-year-old who goes to high school games to tell the kids how good he was on the field. <laughs> I, I haven't said one thing about myself. You represent I'm a, I'm a, for Kyle Wright. I'm, I'm a team player. Yeah, you represent for Cal Wright. Play. I'm representing for Buckhorn baseball because it's been a good, been 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 a good couple of days. Cal Wright is Buckhorn baseball. Uh, Cari Blazin game played at uh, Buckhorn baseball. Oh, he did. Does he play baseball now? Nope. Oh, okay. Was he even at the World Series? No, nah, I know what Cari was doing. He was like, "It's my time." My time to shine, baby. About yeah. to go back to my running back days. Don't worry, Derek. I got you. I got you. Don't need to sign Agent Peterson. I got you. It is my time. Take off this 41 jersey. Give me 28. I'm about to show him what the real Chris Johnson's all about. Yeah. It's time to go Kari Blazingame 2K. Well, unfortunately, Kari is banged up at the moment. Did not play last weekend against the Colts. I don't, I don't know if you watched – his injury in the Chiefs game, or saw him get injured in the Chiefs game. Uh, Guy, it, was a, it was a tough injury, man. It looked, it looked bad. I thought they, I thought they were going to cart him off the field. I can't tell whether you're being sarcastic or serious right now because you're actually spot on. Because he was blocking on kickoff, and it's terrible. His returner was tackled, and the guy, the chief that he was blocking, pushed Kari into the return man who was on the ground. And rolled him up, and I mean his, he went straight back. I didn't see. I just figured and, it was bad. I know. Uh, and his 
knee did not look good. He kept playing, but he he was also already dealing with like a neck and back injury, and then then he had that what about his tailbone that, that, that knee scare. When you said his neck, his back, my neck out of my back. So he <laughs> he he had that during the Chiefs game. Was already nicked up and and then had the the knee scare against the Chiefs and then didn't play against the Colts this past weekend. Hasn't practiced. So far this week, so it doesn't look like he's going to play Sunday night against the Rams, which I, I don't blame you, Kari. Von Miller, <laughs> he might Aaron not play. Donald. He might not play. He didn't practice yesterday. Okay, that's fine. They've still got Aaron Donald. <laughs> <laughs> they, they have a dude that trains with knives. I'm well, good. <laughs> take, take another week off, Kari. So, so and- unfortunately, Kari won't be tapping into his running back persona. Did you see AP or AD? I think that's a, a common misconception that Adrian Peterson's nickname is AP it's when AD. it's really AD because of all day. That that was his mm-hmm. real nickname from the time he was very young, and, and because of all day, people called him AD, not AP. I guess either works, though, technically. Hey. But he, he's always been AD first and foremost. Did you see he is rocking number eight for the Titans? Mm-hmm. I saw that in practice this week, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> that just looks weird. Looks good, man. Looks good. Looks good. He's always been 28, hasn't he? Always. always. Even back to uh, Oklahoma, he was, he was 28. Now, I think uh, Jeremy McNichols, a running back for the Titans, is is – Rocking the twenty eight, so I guess it wasn't available. <laughs> you better, you better get up off that twenty eight. Yeah, it is. It is Jeremy McNichols. You better, get, you better give AD his jersey, pressed, starched, clean, folded, <laughs> and you better get on the knee when you give it to him. That is AD, man, future Hall of Famer. And as far as Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald's going to ask Car Blaster game. You want some of this puck? <laughs> and Car gonna say no, no. No, no, I'm good. No, 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 thank you. No, thank you. I'm telling you, man, the Rams made a big move. They're trying to go win the Super Bowl. They're not playing. Mm-hmm. They are not playing. Arguably got the best corner, got the best defensive player, period, and Aaron Donald. And then you add Von Miller on the opposite side of Leonard Floyd. Ooh, I saw a tweet earlier woo. this week after – it was on Monday after the Von Miller trade, mm-hmm. and it was – the Rams drafted Jared Goff number one overall and said, no, we're never drafting first-round picks ever again. We're just going to trade them all away. Man, man, the Rams are making it happen. And now Triple O has to deal with Jared Goff. Triple O is, is, is delusional. Hurt. He's hurt right now. He is hurt. And, it, and it's led to delusion. Correct. Correct. I'm he, not talking trash, he's but broke. your stadium's a little, a little league stadium. He's broken. That's Triple O trash, is broken. That phone call last uh, yesterday, let us know all we need to know about Triple O's uh, mental state and emotional state. He is a broken Lions fan. I just don't understand how you can be a Lions fan and also root for the White Sox. You can't be a Chicago sports fan and Detroit sports fan. They're rivals. You can't do it. It's like being an Atlanta sports fan and a New Orleans sports fan. You can't do it. You can't do it. They're rivals. You can't. It doesn't make any sense. What makes... Zero cents as well is the fact that Oklahoma State will not be participating in the postseason after their appeal was denied by the NCAA. They self-reported violations by an assistant coach in 2016. In 2016, guess what grade the current 
freshman class at Oklahoma State, guess what grade they were in in 2016? They were in freaking seventh grade. So the freshman class of the Oklahoma basketball team this year will not be able to go to the postseason because of something that happened in 2016 while these young men, they were in seventh grade. Seventh grade. This is what happened yesterday. And that makes me feel really old. It is old as one, one, one emotion that you can feel. Um, nervous is another one. Yes. <laughs> confident can be also another one as, as well. I don't know how you can feel confident. Because After watching Mike Boynton, the Oklahoma State basketball coach, give his raw emotions on the situation and, and detail how cooperative they were. And, and it's not like Oklahoma State did something egregious. I, 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 don't, I don't know how you can draw confidence. Maybe you can enlighten me. I mean, if, if you are a blue blood, you can feel confident. If you had the same situation – knowing that they don't touch blue bloods. They don't mess with blue bloods like that. So last time I checked, Oklahoma State was not one. And we have seen in recent history where teams that are like blue bloods, they get slammed. They get slammed. But the Kansas of the world, nothing happens to them. The Dukes of the world, where does Zion go, by the way? Where, where does Zion go? After Kansas offered Zion all this, all these perks, and he said no, but he went to he went to Duke. What Zion went to Duke? What nothing happened to Duke? With with a stop at a Chinese restaurant in between. So we have seen that Eddie Lacy style. They just don't mess with blue bloods. So that's that's why you could feel confident. I'm not telling you how to feel, but it's Tennessee viewed as a blue blood. In football, it is it is that. In I do football. think Tennessee is a blue blood. In football. But outside of Knoxville, do people view Tennessee as a blue blood? It is one. Fo- Tennessee football is one. I just I, I just I disagree. I, I don't think the NCAA will look at Tennessee football the same way that they do Duke basketball and, and Kansas basketball. You do realize when Lane Kiffin was here, nothing really happened to Tennessee football, right? Yes. And they, and they decided to slap Bruce Pearl instead of t- Lane Kiffin in the Tennessee football program. But the reason they came to Knoxville was because of Lane Kiffin. That was the reason. They came to Knoxville because of Lane Kiffin and said, oh, oh, look at what Pearl's doing. Oh, he's not blue, but let's, let's get him. So there's already a precedent set that Tennessee football just doesn't get hit like that. Now, that could change. I mean, we don't, we don't know the evidence that they have. We don't know the conversations that Tennessee has had with the NCAA, but we have already seen before in the last decade where Tennessee got a, a little slap on that risk. And Tennessee brought in Bryce Brown, and the dude didn't even take a visit, who was the number one player in the country. So put two and two together and don't try to come out with five. So you could be – Confident, you could be worried, you could be sad. These are all ranges of emotions that I think, hey, it's it's fair right now, it's understandable right now until we find out what's going to happen with Tennessee. What we do know is that the NCAA is inconsistent. They're inconsistent. 
they're losing power, they're making it up, but they still have enough power to throw the book at Oklahoma State. And you know it's bad when you got a coach. You got a coach in tears. In tears. I mean, I mean, in tears. I'm looking on CBSSports.com here, and it says appeals are rarely successful. That's the truth. This is Dennis Dodd. So it should have come to no surprise that Wednesday when NCAA announced that Oklahoma State had indeed lost its appeal and thus will be banned from the 2022 college basketball postseason, right or wrong, history suggests that this was always the likely outcome. And you have the Oklahoma State coach talking about how, like, he went out of his way to be transparent and meet with the NCAA several times. Several times that was very inconvenient. And they did everything. Everything. And it did not matter. And so I understand it. If you're a Tennessee fan, I understand being you saying, ah, yeah, yeah, whew. It, it makes me a little worried. But I also understand if you're like, hey, man, last time it nothing happened. Well, last time Tennessee also didn't tell on itself the way that it did this time. That's the only difference. The, the main reason, man, it kind it's, of a, it's a, a big difference. Uh, the main reason I would be worried, and I, I think you're kind of crazy if, if you're confident, quite frankly, and, and it's solely because of one reason, and it's because the NCAA is so inconsistent. That alone should, should have you, you worried and not allow any confidence to seep in because the NCAA is inconsistent. You don't know what to expect from them. They, they, <laughs> they, they rock to the beat of their own drum. They consistently don't mess with blue blood. They're, they're consistently inconsistent. <laughs> you, you don't know which way they're going to flow. It, it could be one way on a Monday and a different way on a Tuesday. They consistently don't mess with blue bloods. Missouri was honest, reported that their tutor went rogue and was doing work for the players. They got rid of her. And Missouri still got slapped. Missouri's not blue blood. Missouri's not a powerhouse. So you are right. NCAA is inconsistent, but they are consistent in turning the blind eye to powerhouses. When Syracuse was doing what they were doing, basketball, you know what they did? They they slapped Jim Bayham on the wrist and he had like a two, three game suspension. But he wasn't nothing serious. But the Syracuse in basketball of the world, the North Carolinas of basketball. Uh, the Dukes, the Kansas, nothing happens to them. And I'm I'm starting to believe the LSU might be a powerhouse in Blue Blood because they sure ain't did anything to Will Wade. But Donnie Tindall, something you did at Southern Miss, 10-year show calls. They're making it up when it comes to light Blue Bloods. But Blue Bloods, oh, they have a, they have the rules in stone. Don't touch them. <laughs> Don't mess with them. Leave them alone. There's not been a big football program be hit since USC. That's certainly one way to look at it if Tennessee is able to to get off scotch-free. I, yeah, I say that with, that with with air quotes. Well, it, no matter what punishment 
if if the NCAA hands one down to Tennessee, uh, e- even if the NCAA decided, okay, we're, we're not going to touch you because we're satisfied with all of the steps that you took on your own. Like even then, Tennessee's not getting off scots free because they still had to fire its head football coach and a bunch of assistant coaches. And I realized there was a little extra motivation to to fire Pruitt. We upgraded. That's the football field wasn't going all that smoothly. But like you you still punished yourself, and and Tennessee still had to go through firing Jeremy Pruitt and and still firing a a bunch of assistant coaches and and people within the recruiting office. And then uh, it's been a punishment for the last however many months that that Josh Heupel has had to deal with that in recruiting that that that's been a punishment of sorts so like even if the NCAA doesn't come down with with a a big ruling on Tennessee Tennessee's already paid a penalty for what it did and if if there's one reason to be confident that that Tennessee won't you know get get drilled uh, like Oklahoma State is that Tennessee has been very proactive and in firing Jeremy Pruitt and firing eight, nine others in in the program that, that were linked uh, to the recruiting cheating, I, I think that may be suffice uh, and, and allow Tennessee to avoid uh, a reduction in scholarships and, and a loss of a bowl game. And, and if you avoid those two things, then I think it's a, a really good outcome. I forgot what I was gonna say. I was looking at the phone line, making sure we got to the phone. I had to come back to my to my point. Uh, oh yeah, here's my point. Self-imposed bowl ban is nothing when it comes to a, a, a basketball postseason ban. But basketball postseason ban hurts a whole lot more than a bowl ban. It's like telling Alabama that they can't compete in the playoffs this year. Now that hurts them, but if if you like for us. Like, it'll it hurt, but not as much as a basketball program being told they can't go compete at all, not even conference championship, not even in, you know, the NCAA championship because we know how big that is. Um, what hurts a football program more than anything is taking away scholarships. But with NIL, can you really prevent a school from getting good players? No. <laughs> you can't because didn't we see with BYU, we saw – them, part of NIL, take care of some, some walk-ons. So I don't know how the NCAA really is going to punish a football program to where it really hurts because NIL says, hey, you can, we, can, we, can, we can get some, some, some walk-ons who are five stars and, hey, here's the NIL deal. Take care of your school. But y'all only have 70 scholarships. So I think there's a way around the NIL postseason ban. Unless you do like multi-year, that was staying. Um, but interesting to see what happens. Listen, I'm not telling you I'm confident. I'm just sure saying. Doesn't sound like it. No, you gotta, yes. this, this is why we have to listen. Well, I've been listening, and I said it sounds I, like you are confident. No, I'm making a point for why someone would be confident. I said there's options of emotions that you could have if you are a Tennessee fan. You could be nervous. You could be confident. And the reason why you could be confident is because Tennessee football has been in this situation before with Lane Kiffin and nothing happened to it. The basketball program got hit. I'm not really one way or the other because I'm just waiting to see what happens. 
but I just explained why someone would be confident, given an example of what happened before. But that's not how I feel. Does the Oklahoma State situation make you more confident or less confident in, in what will happen to Tennessee? Neither, honestly, man, because I know Oklahoma State is light blue blood. And I've seen the Missouri football program get hit for something light compared to Florida, Georgia, that's quietly fired someone in the recruiting office and we heard nothing about it. That's why. It makes me less confident because it just shows, again, just how inconsistent the NCAA is and who knows how they're feeling one day or the next. Yeah, I mean, you got LSU who was caught doing something worse and nothing happened to them. You have Oklahoma State that cooperated and did something I – I won't say it's worse or not because, you know, FBI had wiretapped a assistant coach accepting, you know, $18,000 in bribes. Um, so I, I won't say which one is, is worse between LSU and Oklahoma State, but it's obvious that the penalties are different. And so I just – I don't really have an emotion one way or the other. I'm not confident or scared. Because Tennessee football is a, is, a, is a blue blood. And football. Let's go to the phones, and then we'll take our uh, first break of the day. Got uh, Rusty and then Dre. Rusty, good morning. Good morning, y'all. What's up, what's up, what's up? Uh, I just wanted to kind of chime in on uh, what you're talking about. Um, I, I'm, I'm a... I'm in your camp, Swain. No offense, Ben. I I don't. It doesn't really translate because the inconsistency tells me that we have no idea one way or the other what the NCAA will do on any situation. So you can't relate to one to the other. So it doesn't make me feel one way or the other about what they're going to do with us, or what they're going to do about North Texas, or what they're going to do about you know Alaska Anchorage or anybody else when they mess up. Um. I just don't know how that doesn't make you <laughs> more more worried. Like wh- that that's a red because, flag to me when so- an organization or when a person acts like that. Like that that makes me more worried to be around them. Well, because they're so inconsistent, hell, they might give us more scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> right. <That's> the- <laughs> here's here. Good job. <laughs> they also may take away more scholarships than than, I know. than so they what should. I'm is, what I'm saying is, but what I'm saying is, what they've done, to Oklahoma State gives me no indication of anything they'll do to us. It, it means nothing when it comes to us because they're so inconsistent. It doesn't, it doesn't translate. That, that's my that's right. my. Opinion. No, and, I, I, mean, and I, I agree do. with that for sure. I'm just saying yeah. the, the, the motion that that stirs up for me when I, when I realize that, it makes me more worried for, for what could happen to Tennessee. Right, I, I feel you. My, 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 my real thought, though, that got me wanting to call in real quick was it happened when all these kids were in seventh grade. What's going on in Oklahoma State? And I'm assuming it happened under a previous coach, not the guy that was crying yesterday. Correct. And I'm assuming, and I'm assuming that coach stayed on several years after the violations. I'm assuming if it happened in 16, he probably wouldn't let go to, what, 18, 19, maybe 20? We'll have, we'll have, we'll have to verify. I'm pretty sure, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that guy was there for a while, and I – and I guess that shows that Oklahoma State had a lack of institutional control, that good old phrase we've always heard. Yes, so, 
something they didn't hit when with. It comes to, so when it comes to us, I would think that Plowman and everybody else showed a not a lack of institutional control. They showed the opposite. They showed institutional control by getting rid immediately of the wrongdoers. Ooh, I like that. That was good right there. So I, I, I don't think they relate whatsoever. And even if we had, I, Swain's probably right. The the the, the people that are, that have a hundred thousand seat stadiums and still turn the TV dials, the NCAA is not going to do anything to. Like like no one has been hit in the SEC. And we know it's the slimiest and it's the dirtiest. The worst that's happened is LSU doing a self-imposed bowl ban. Like, that's the worst that's happened. Right. Oh, no, one of these days, if Vanderbilt does something. Oh, they're going to slam they'll them. Get, they'll, get, they'll get hammered if they ever cheat. Oh, they gonna, nobody else. They'll get choke slammed. <laughs> right. If you ever, Vanderbilt, if you ever think about giving someone a free coffee at Starbucks, you're getting body slammed, choke slammed. You better not even think Real. about it. All right, fellas. I'm going to jump off. Much love. See you, man. Take it easy. Oh, man. Good stuff, Rusty. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Brad, Underwood, Brad Underwood was was a coach. Um, he was there for one year. He took over uh, for Travis Ford, whose last year was 2016. Brad Underwood was, was there for one year, 16 to 17, and then Boykin has been there since 17. Underwood so. left for Illinois. Yeah, so only one year. Only one year, man. Um, all right, who's next? Dre. Dre, good morning. Hey, what's up with the fellas? How y'all doing this morning? Man, we great, man. How are you? I'm good, man. Um, just want to make a comment on the um, bowl ban. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, go for it. I don't think the SEC is going to do anything, man, simply because, you know, they fired, like you guys said, they fired the old staff, half of the older players that were there with Jerry Pruitt are gone. And even if anybody remembers, man, even though we didn't win six games last year, they still took the um, – they dropped out of the Liberty Bowl game from last year, which is, I think was a bunch of BS from the beginning. But, you know, they still didn't take the bowl. So I don't think the SEC is going to do anything towards Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, the NCAA will be, be the one that does something. The SEC, um, they won't be imposing any penalties, but the NCAA, NCAA could. And, I mean, hey, that's a – that's that's a that's an interesting point. I mean, didn't go to a bowl game last year, but the reason was because of COVID. They used COVID as an excuse at the time, right? Um, and I'm I'm listen. I'm glad they didn't play in a bowl game because I was not trying to watch Tennessee play any more football that season. <laughs> hey, me either. <laughs> <laughs> but it just you know it's just different, man. Because like a bowl ban for Tennessee this year, yeah, it stinks. But like we all know what hurts football programs the most. It's scholarships. It's the Correct. scholarship reductions, right? Like we already seen. Yeah, like we, we see it right now. And then we saw when, when NCAA hit USC when Lane Kiffin left here to go out there, and he was struggling. It's why he got fired because he just didn't have a lot of dudes. But now, Correct. can you really do that? Can you really hit a school with scholarship reductions and they and, and them not use the NIL to still get good players in here? Like how can you really punish a football program to where it hurts? I don't know how you do it unless you do a bowl ban. And for a program like Tennessee that, you know, is teetering on six wins, seven wins, I mean, does it sting a lot? Now, if you hit, if you hit Alabama, you hit Ohio State, 
you hit Georgia with that this year, oh, my gosh, that would hurt. You would have the head coach um, at the press conference boo-hooing. But, like, how much would that hurt this year if we just fell on the sword and said, all right, man, we're going to take our medicine, but we still get our scholarships, and then next year, boom, we back in it. I mean, that the punishment to the crime would be, you know, in our, in our favor um, dramatically because we upgraded coaches. We upgraded AD. Like, everything Correct. is better. <laughs> Correct. But I still feel for those seniors that came back, you know. Yeah. They didn't get a chance to play inside a bowl game. That's so true. I have to fight hard during the season. That's true. You're right, man, 100%. Yeah, 100%. They, so, they deserve a game in a different different city. You know, hopefully it's somewhere in Florida. Uh, but if not, man, we don't mind going to Memphis and getting some barbecue. Hey, you know it, man. Hey, <laughs> gentlemen, y'all have a great day, man. You too, my friend. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Let's do it. Why is Georgia game? Homecoming game. I can't get that out of my mind. Who scheduled that? Ben, you're supposed to find that out. Where's Nathaniel Rutherford when you need him? Nate, go find out who scheduled Georgia on homecoming. That has nothing to do with the conversation. But I still been I still been thinking about it. Who did that? Who did that? 865-255-03. Hour number one is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Don't go anywhere. Ben McKee, Jason Swain. Be right back. Call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com. Hi there, Swain Event family. Are you in the market to purchase a home and a bit freaked out with the market right now? As someone who's been in your spot before, I'm familiar with what's going through your brain. And as a realtor, I've mastered the ins and outs of the buying process. When you work with me, you'll benefit from my experience, and together we'll work toward making sound, smart decisions for your future. And, of course, talk a little Vol Sports along the way. Just give me a call, Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you soon. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42st.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. 
JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. When I made the move to my own studio, I was worried about this. I was worried about that. I was worried about, hey, did I get this piece of equipment? Did I get that piece of equipment? Does that sound good? Does that not sound good? One thing I didn't have to worry about, that was office furniture, because office furniture outfitters met my furniture needs. With a 50,000 square foot facility, they have East Tennessee's largest selection and are the best value for new and used office furniture. Located in Knoxville, it's easy to find everything you need for your new space, including desks, file cabinets, chairs, conference tables, and more. Office Furniture Outfitters is turnkey. They came to my place, we mapped everything out that was needed, they delivered, and get this, set everything up. To learn more about what Office Furniture Outfitters can do for you, log on to OFONOX.com. That's OFONOX.com. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill. Or call 865-693-5400. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you, so you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. Fellas. 
When it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do, though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself, but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to Mark Nelson Denim. At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. Swain Events, SwainEvents.com, Fueled by Dead and Barbecue, time for around the SEC. And um, on a Thursday, what do we have? Just two quick Florida Nuggets before we get to Eric. Oh, goody. On the Iris Network's hotline. Dan Mullen came back yesterday and tried to clarify his Monday recruiting comments. Oh, I love to hear it. He sought to clear the air on the SEC teleconference, and he claimed his Monday comments about recruiting were taken out of context, which uh, he's not wrong. They were. <laughs> folks Folks wanted to act as if Dan Mullen wasn't recruiting currently, and that, that wasn't the case at all. Dan Mullen just didn't want to talk about recruiting because he is stinking it up in recruiting right now. So technically they were taken out of, out of context. Still, bl- still blew it. And he, he did blow it. He did blow it because, as as I said the other day on Tuesday when we talked about it, that, that gave him an opportunity to talk about recruiting and mm-hmm. send a message to recruits. So he, he did blow it, but it was also taken out of context at the same time. Uh, he said, I'd like to touch on something for all the Gator Nation and all of our great fans, something that was taken out of context in Monday's press conference as it pertains to recruiting. Our staff recruits nonstop. We grind at recruiting all day, every day. We're always recruiting and working the best to get great players that fit the Gator standard. They should go try a penitentiary then. And bring them here to our program. As I said on Monday, we just weren't going to get into the specifics of everything we do in recruiting and how we do all that until after the season. We're in the season right now. We'll do recruiting after the season. When it gets to recruiting time, we can talk about recruiting next question. That was what Dan Mullen said. Did he, like, did he like drop drop the ball, pick it up, run for five more yards, and drop it again? <laughs> that's that's what it seems like. That's the clarification that y'all thought of, PR team. I mean, what? Yeah, but what else could he say? 
Like, I, I think that <laughs> there's no coming back. There's millions of words. There's millions of words in the English language, man. I mean, you can pick anything, right? But I know. I, I just think, don't think any. I don't think he could have said anything that suffices uh-huh. to make up for what he said on Monday. Should have, hey, should have messed up in the first place on Correct. Monday. Correct. <laughs> Correct. We're not getting to the specifics of recruiting. No one does. Like, no right. one expects you to give us a rundown of what's talked about in the recruiting war rooms. Like, no one gives specifics when talking about recruiting. But you're always recruiting. You're always marketing your program. You're always talking to recruits. Always. Like, you don't see the subtle comments made by other coaches when they're talking about their program. Go, We got some here from Josh Heupel from Vol Calls. He may be talking to you answering the question, but he's talking to recruits because he knows his words will be printed. He's talking to recruits. You're always talking to them. Dan Mullen just dropped the ball. Simple as that. As always. He dropped the ball. Dan, Dan Mullen is a, a cornball. The The other Florida news that I wanted to, to drop was in relation to Florida basketball. And if you remember Keontae Johnson, mm. Florida's best basketball player, he has quite the decision to make because, again, if you recall, last December Florida was playing Florida State and he collapsed face first on the on the floor uh, had to fight for his life in the hospital and uh, has been unable to be medically cleared and, and get back on the basketball court uh, he has a decision to make and that is to that is whether or not to continue to try to get on the basketball floor and, and get medically cleared to play professionally or cash in a five million dollar insurance policy this this article is in the associated press and says that two people with knowledge of Keontae johnson's situation told the ap that the senior forwards policy went into effect in july of 2020 five months before he crashed face face first onto the court at florida state both people spoke to the ap on condition of anonymity because of Mm -hmm. privacy concerns Uh, johnson hasn't practiced or played since, and according to one of the people, Florida doesn't anticipate Johnson being medically cleared to return this season. So hmm. that that's a – I know I know it seems like a, a simple decision. Oh, it's $5 million, take it and go. Well, well my, my heart goes out to Keontae Johnson because I'm, I'm sure he would much rather be playing basketball, what he, what he loves to do, and pre- pursuing a professional career. So I, I hate that Keontae Johnson has to essentially – decide on, on whether or not to give up on his dream or or take this $5 million insurance payout. Tough decision, for sure. And it can't be it can't be about the money. Because, I mean, I think you can go get $5 million overseas. And it's not going to be taxed. A lot of those guys that play overseas, it's not taxed. So, it can't be just about the money. That's a tough decision to make. But, He's fortunate that he has the opportunity to make it because that was a really scary scene. Yeah, um, and you know he could be he could have been a whole lot worse. So, uh, what else you got? Nothing. Let's uh, let's get to Florida fan Eric. Eric, good morning. Hey, what's going on, fellas? What's up? What's up? What's up? Well, hey, before I get into anything else, I got to brag on you. All right. Okay. So, so I listen to your show every day. I don't call in that much, but. Um, so you're constantly pushing dead end barbecue. Mm-hmm. 
Last night, I got home from work. The old lady said, let's go out and eat, man. I was like, all right, baby. Let's go try out that dead-end barbecue. Dude, the smoked bologna sandwich and the ribs were off the chain good. Off the chain? Were you, were you off lick- the chain good. Were you licking your fingers? It was, it was fantastic. <laughs> she said, we coming back here. I was like, all right. <laughs> I ain't going to argue with you. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It was so good. You're it right, was baby. so very, very good. So all y'all folks that's listening, he's telling y'all dead in barbecues, the, the, the shizzle, my nizzle, I'm telling you it is. Wow. Wow. But uh, wow. on to what I was calling about. Dude, Tennessee's going to smoke Kentucky. I bet they beat them by three touchdowns. I mean, I hope so. I don't know about all that. I just give me the dub, but man, I Tennessee I do like your confidence. Kent, I'm a Florida fan. Okay, we know. But I watch foot. I watch football from. I watch. I start game day at nine o'clock on Saturday morning, and I don't go to bed till the end of the Pac-10 game. So I mean, I'm on football all day. That's about to. I have right seen there. more. I have seen more improvement and in the Tennessee team than I've seen in any team that I've watched play football all year. And Hooker is going to be a stud if he sticks around. I agree with you, Eric. I mean, you um, must be a dead end barbecue, man. It's it's <laughs> it's it's made you smart. Hey, I'm telling you, man, that was so good, though. I ain't kidding with you. <laughs> but uh, I just, I just don't see any way that that Kentucky can beat Tennessee. Um, um, I mean, Tennessee can beat competed hard with Alabama for three and a half quarters. That's rat poison. That area, you starting, you starting to get in rat poison territory. I don't. What you start saying? You don't see how. Anyway, Kentucky beats Tennessee. Oh, there's ways. Well, okay. the the ways The ways that uh, Kentucky can beat Tennessee special teams, which Kentucky's really, really good at, which that's a third of the game. And Tennessee cannot be getting stops on third down and getting stupid penalties to get continued Kentucky drives. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, anything is possible, but I think what we're going off of, what you're going off of, what you have seen this season, and that is, you know, Tennessee has consistently gotten more with less, and they 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 play like they're coached up, and they they play with, um, you know, a purpose. They play hard, and um, you see Kentucky that has better depth, and um, they have better positions in certain areas, and they just haven't. Been able to put it all together to play up to their up to their potential. So I understand where you're coming from. Well, I, I think it's very very important that Tennessee jumps out early because, like you said, the depth ain't there. Yeah. Well, all right, Eric. I, I, I appreciate the love there. I appreciate the love. Too much love from a Florida fan. Yeah, we're gonna have to ban Eric from from rap music though. No more rap music for a month, Eric. You, you didn't like the for shizzle, Mike? Nah, I'm good on that. Nah, man, we gonna we gonna um, we gonna keep it rolling. We gonna 
we gonna we gonna let we gonna let Eric stick to country and rock and uh, blues and don't techno. pigeonhole Eric into a stereotype. Oh, he got the, he didn't get that from anywhere else. He didn't get that from country music. I know that, but he got it from hip hop music, which is why he doesn't need to be listening to hip hop music anymore. For a while, I don't, I don't, I don't even think he got that from hip hop music. Where did he get that from? That's where it came from. <laughs> he didn't get it for good hip hop music. What are you talking about? That, that come, that's from Snoop. What are you talking about, boy? You better. I, 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 well, I think of rap when I think of Snoop. Rap, hip hop, that's, that's, that's right up Snoop. That's, it is, it is, it is. Man, when I th- again, I, when I think of Snoop, I think of rap. I, I hip hop, rap, same thing. Oh man, Eric, Eric, too comfortable. Real too comfortable. Anyways, 865-255-03. Too comfortable. Like, in his pajamas, comfortable. (laughs) Jermail says, I'm offended. (laughs) 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 So y'all got comfortable, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Vol in Birmingham said, he said those ribs was crunk. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just... I'm just happy he happy. I'm happy he like the ribs. <laughs> oh, man. J.D. Vall says, I'm checking my calendar. Damn. He had me checking my calendar. I thought today was Thursday, not 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 Friday. Yeah. We yeah, had that a, was a Friday uh, call right there. It, it was. It, it kind of does feel like uh, Friday. We had a good question on the text box earlier, right off the top of the show, before we got into our NCAA Conversation from mm-hmm. Podunk Vol. Mm-hmm. What is the one thing that concerns you about Tennessee this week? Mine is getting off the field on third down and not letting Kentucky extend every drive. Yeah, I mean, if you go look at the last couple games for Tennessee, that's been a problem. But it was a problem because the quarterback that you were playing was mobile and was good. Bryce Bryce Young was also really good. Throwing the football on on third down, yeah, he uh, was Matt Corral as as well. Yeah, he was mobile. They were mobile and good. Will Levis is not as mobile, and he's not as good. <laughs> he he may play well. He may play like Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers out there. Who knows? But what we have seen is a quarterback that hasn't been all that better than Terry Wilson at times. A quarterback that was there, you know, in previous years that I'm sure Kentucky felt like was hindering them from getting over the hump and taking that next step because the quarterback position was was the one position where they need to improve and upgrade. They thought they did that with Will Levis. And at this point in the season, I don't know. I, I think it's an upgrade. He played really poorly against Mississippi State, but prior to the Mississippi State game, he's been an upgrade over Terry Wilson. Well, that, that's why I say at this point of the season, I don't know because that, that the Mississippi State game, he was bad. Man, Terry Wilson didn't play, have a game that bad when he was at Kentucky. He, I'm the, sure he did. The Terry Auburn Wilson was bad. The Auburn game, you know, he threw interceptions, but Will Levis had three, and the offense couldn't get anything going. Like that was that was bad, bad. So, again, at this point of the season, man, I, I I don't know. He was terrible. He was terrible. He's capable of playing a, a lot better, but it doesn't matter what you're capable of doing. It matters about what you are currently doing. And right now, Tennessee should be 
confident on defense that they can make some plays against a quarterback that is not Matt Corral and, and Bryce Young and a quarterback that's not Will Rogers because he's, he's one of the best in the conference too. But you, you're facing a quarterback right now that's struggling from a confidence, confidence standpoint. And he can say he's confident all he wants to. But when you throw three or four picks and you lose to a team like Mississippi State uh, and you have all the, the pieces to, to beat them, you can't tell me that you are just as confident. So Tennessee needs to make sure they go, you know, start early, create a turnover, create that doubt with the Kentucky football team. Create that doubt. Keep it there. I'm with you, Podunk Vol. I'm, I'm worried about third down as well. Tennessee is second worst in the SEC for the season on getting off the field on third down. Opponents are converting to 45.7% of the time. Only Missouri has done worst on third down defensively. And then you, you flip, flip it to the other side of the coin. And Kentucky offensively is fourth best in the SEC in converting on fourth down, or a third down, sorry. Um, they are converting at 47.3% of the time. Alabama, Missouri, Mississippi State, the only teams better on third down offensively. Alabama's stupid good on, on third down. Obviously, I just watched them be really good on, on third down uh, against Tennessee, but they're converting at 58% on third down on the season. That is a stupid stat. My word, are, are they converting on third down? But I'm, I'm with you, Podunk Vol. Tennessee does not, good, not, does not do a good job of getting off the field on third down, and Kentucky does a good job of converting on third down. That is, that is something that you can circle going into this game. And, and I imagine that when, when you look at the final score with whichever team wins, third down conversions, you, you can then look at third down conversions and, and it'll be a, a direct correlation and it'll be one of the leading stats as, as to why either team won. It's certainly a, a note to keep up with. It is certainly something to watch for. My concern is not high as maybe y'all's because Tennessee has played against Emory Jones. They've played against Matt Corral. They've played against Bryce Young. They've played against Cody Pickett. They've played against quarterbacks that's the quarterbacks who are way more mobile than Will Levis. And that has been a bugaboo for, for Tennessee. Um, and because Will Levis is not those guys, I'm not as concerned about that being the reason why Tennessee loses the game. Now, you are who you are at this point of the season. You're not a great third down defensive team but you have played against these type of quarterbacks and you're not this week so there'll be some give and take uh, I don't think it will be as egregious as it was watching us play defense against those quarterbacks early in the season where we put our hands in the air and had a big sigh like oh there oh, we go again and picked up another one but I think Kentucky will make some plays I think Tennessee will make some stops too on third down it won't be as bad as before hour two coming up